Here we are, gathered in this place today. Sensing something new is taking place. Here we are, here we are. Hey, what's up, happy lifers? You are in for a special treat today. We are coming at you live from James Koshin Studios. Who is James Koshin, do you say? Hey. Well, well, that's who it is right there. You heard him right there. What's up, James? Hey, Steve-O. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Right. Uh, James is the guy that does most of our music for our, I mean, I use his music more than any other music for our podcast, and he is just the man. Uh, he's, In fact, you've probably heard a lot of his music and didn't even realize it, like a lot of his music on... on you, you publish, you, you songwrite as well as perform, right, James? That's right. I Sure do. And yeah, you've written, just throw out some of the names that um, some of your music has ended up on. Yes. uh, Happy Life Podcast. (laughs) Exactly. The number one. (laughs) Most important, of course. You know what? It means something, man. I appreciate you doing it and supporting, and I'm happy to do it. I love to do it. And it reminds me that I need to do some new music for you. So I will be doing that here shortly. Right on. Well, then that's worth the whole trip up here. That's it. So <laughs> thanks then, for joining us today. Yeah, and, and you, you've also been... So, uh, yeah, so have a good day, yeah. and I hope that helped. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've had been really privileged to write with a lot of different artists. Um, from Ginny Owens, the contemporary Christian writer, we've done some writing together and done some work in film and TV work and done some concerts. Sandra Wood, who wrote I Worship You Almighty God, a guy by the name of Josh Wright from American Idol, have a song called Tear Me Down on his record. Nice. And uh, just a bunch of new country artists and singer-songwriters. And Have you done some Disney stuff as well? I did, yeah. I produced a song for a girl named Stephanie Scott who was on the Ant Farm. She's on Broadway now. And the song's called... Um, I don't want to let you go. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Well, and you've written so much stuff that you're always like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, Disney. I mean, I'd like if I wrote for Disney, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I've written for all these places, but you've done so much stuff and you're so talented. And and uh, I just, uh, we're honored that you have given us a lot of music and, and that you're a happy life yourself. In fact, you're the one that actually got us to start doing music in our podcast. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying, you were listening to our podcast and, and just saying, what what's missing? How could we high help make Happy Life Studios better? Which I think that is really cool because you asked how you could help us, and you thought, boy, what we're missing? The good podcasts that you listen to all yeah. have music on them, and so you just wrote me some music that that you're letting me use, and so yeah, I kind of wanted to highlight your latest project that you've done. In fact, did this start from you writing a song for that competition? Is that how this album started? It did. Yeah, about. Um a year and a half ago, <clears throat> I was doing some song coaching, and there's a friend that I have in Nashville, and he recommended that this uh, songwriter that he was working with that um, I be her coach because he didn't know anything about the genre. He's Jewish, and she is a Christian music songwriter. Gotcha. So he said, hey, James, will you do this? And I said, yes. And so I did, and she lives in Phoenix, and um, she sent me some of her songs, and I did a professional critique and it didn't go over great and i tried to be like really nice and um diplomatic and everything and it's just as hard i mean as we both know as creative people as artists like when somebody critiques your stuff yeah you know like you want them to hear it and just say it's perfect right exactly because we're sensitive people that's what makes our art great is because we're sensitive but it also makes us susceptible to you know critique or to feeling like i mean a lot of artists are that i would say probably most artists are like that exactly so we put ourselves out there really vulnerable and when somebody doesn't Accepted. It feels like they're saying, "I don't accept you." Right, right. And that's not true. 
you know, I was just saying, I think we could make these songs better. Or in this case, how do I make this song more commercial? Right. So if somebody says, this is the song of my life or the song that God gave me, what do you think? I I don't know what to say. You almost almost don't want to answer. It's like when they say, hey, do these pants make my butt look fat? You know, you're already lost in that situation. You're not going to win. How do they feel? (laughs) Really? How does it feel to you? I I can't answer You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the expression on my face. That should be enough answer. (laughs) So anyway, um, so we were doing this um, song coaching and, you know, I, I thought it didn't go well and i felt terrible and i called this other guy that i know in nashville and i'm like i'm i'm sorry i blew it and he said it's okay you know that happens and a few months later she came back and she said you know it was really hard but um you know i i appreciate what you had to say and i was like oh thank god you know she doesn't hate my guts right and um as we got to talking about more songs she's like hey there's this song contest and i was like "Ooh, a song contest Okay, what is it? And she started telling me what it was for, the ELCA, this mass gathering. And I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And she's like, yeah, you know, if if the winners, they get to perform their song. And I'm like, well, that's cool, you know. And, um, yeah, it's like at the Energy Stadium where the Houston Texans play. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, no this is like, what? Like, my ears perked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. Where the Houston Texans actually play yes. their Sunday games. Yes, their Sunday games in their home stadium, Energy Stadium. So you won the contest. I won the contest. What was the, what was the song uh, um, that you wrote? This Changes Everything. This Changes Everything. Everything. This Changes Everything. Thank you. Great tune. And so how many showed up to that thing? Yeah, there was over 31,000 people, 31,400 some odd people there. And I'll tell you just a brief story behind it, if I can. Um, When I was about 20 years old, I was writing songs in my parents' basement. And I use visualization a lot when I write. Uh And so I close my eyes and I just try to imagine singing in different, different places. And I remember closing my eyes and I saw this stadium and, um, I opened my eyes and I'm like, yeah, that's every musician's dream. Everybody, right. every musician right. can see that, right? <laughs> and I closed my eyes again and I started singing and I was writing a, a praise and worship song at the time. And again, the same thing. And I'm like, I am so self-absorbed. I have to stop this. <laughs> so, I'm trying to write a worship song about God. Exactly. How great God is how, how I'm not, right? right. But right. all I can see is me It sounds like stage. it sees me in a stadium. Like, uh. And this was like years before this whole competition came down, right? This was 25 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And so I closed my eyes again a third time and I'm like, let me just go with it. And I just looked around like with my eyes closed and I could see actually two decks of people and they were all singing this song. And I couldn't hear what the song was, but I knew they were singing a song that I had written. And I was like, I actually got emotional even as I was visualizing like, wow, if that ever happened, that would be a dream come true. And so 
I worked at it for a while, for a couple years, and you know, I worked um, trying to get on a label and was on a small label, and I did some tour dates, and I my songs just were never good enough, my performances was were never good enough, the timing wasn't right. No matter what I tried, what relationship I did, I just couldn't get there, and I always felt like the bridesmaid and never right, the bride. Right. right? Frustrating. So frustrating. So I let it go, and I said, you know, that's just that life just isn't for me. Like I. I did my best and I'll I'll write songs for other people and I'll produce for other people and that will be what I'll do and I'll just be more of a homebody. But you adapted, you you real you just figured this isn't going to happen it would have happened by now yes. so therefore I'm just going to adapt. Yeah. Come out third quarter and I'm yeah. going to change my game plan and I'm That's just right. going to write music for other people. That's right. I'm going to go from player to coach in the middle of the game. And I love that. I, I love how that's how God often does it too honestly is that he waits until we let go of that control. We let let go and say okay God you can have it. I'm I'm done trying to make this thing happen. I'm I just give it to you, and then he tends to give it back when it no longer has a hold on us, so it can't control us so much. Right, exactly. So I was happy with it. And what's interesting about it, Steve-O, is there's a couple of opportunities that came my way within the last few years to to do some things that would have really um, helped me as a performer. There are some really well-known TV okay. shows that I had an opportunity to be on as a performer. Wow. And I thought about it, and I'm like. No, I prayed about it even, right? I should say even. That should have been the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's be honest. I even prayed yeah, about right. it. Oh, my gosh. I, I thought I might even ask God that. if he should. But truth is, we tend to live that way a lot. There's no doubt about it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I was finally down to prayer as yeah. my last option. <laughs> Jeez, what a great testimony. <laughs> Sorry. So um, You felt like God said no. Yeah, I'm like, it's no, just no, pass. And I passed, and everyone thought, oh, that was a great, that was the right choice. And then it came around a second time, and all of a sudden, the people that said it was a great choice to pass the first time said, maybe you should do it. <laughs> and I was like, no, if it was a no a first time, it should be a no a second mm. time, and it was. And I let it go. And then this song contest came about a couple years later, and um, and then I found out, you know, I won. And what was interesting about it was they had called and said, could you make some changes to the song? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, right? So... 10, 15, 20 years ago, they asked me to make a change to the song, and I would have been like, oh, Right, right. Taking no, it personal. Yeah. No. What do you mean? It's already perfect. Yeah. How can you improve her? <laughs> like, no, it's so offensive. And how would I? Do you not understand how much yeah. time I put into this thing? Right. <laughs> and I was like, Yes, absolutely. And so um, I'm like, You know, I can make whatever changes, no problem. And they're like, Really? They were really shocked by that. And they asked for it within, you know, I don't know, however many days. And I, like maybe a week or something, and I turned it around that, that same day and sent it to them. And then they said, okay, you're the winner. Wow. And so then I was just out taking my dog for a walk. So that was last Memorial Day. And then I was out taking my dog for a walk this winter, and I had kind of forgotten about it and just put it put it out, out of my mind, honestly. And um, the Lord brought back this vision that I had from 25 years ago. Wow. In and, front of a huge stadium. In a huge stadium. And I was walking my dog in the middle of the road, you know, on the side of the uh -huh. road in the middle of the winter in the spring. And I just started crying and I'm like, I cannot believe that God is making this happen. Like That's he cool. is so faithful to me and I have blown it so many times. And yet he is going to uphold his promise to me that he showed me so long ago. If I wander off in all my exploration, Lord, please keep your eye on me. When I'm lost and call to you in desperation, 
Let your voice be clear to me. But more than anything I want or ever need, let my heart be ever anchored to the one who comes the sea. Jesus, Jesus, keep your hand on me. Your hand on me. Let my eyes be ever focused on the cross of Calvary. Jesus, Jesus, keep your hand on. So cool. So then when we showed up to Houston and um, when I went to do the sound check in the stadium, I walked out and I walked on the center stage and I looked and honestly, Steve, I was like, like I don't think Energy Stadium has two decks, you know, and I'm like, I'm oh, not yeah. going to get hung up on that. Right. Like, in the right. Vision, right. Like maybe I don't maybe I'm misremembering it. And I stood on that center stage. I looked up and I saw two decks. Wow. And it's exactly the that same so image cool. that I saw, and I just started crying. That is and I'm so like, cool. Thank you, Lord. So. And you performed in over thirty thousand teenagers, yes. right? They, and they knew the song because they had they released the song last year. So these okay. churches all over the country You're all had singing been it with singing you. The song. And, yeah. Oh man, everyone was singing it with me. It was incredible. But here's what I really like about you, James. I'm not surprised that you're on a stadium of that size. Honestly, I'm surprised you're not on a stadium of that size weekend after weekend. Honestly, with your oh, skill set and your heart. Um, but a, a week or two later, you're singing at a camp where I'm at, at Camp Daniel, where I'm, I'm part of the speaking team, and you show up to Camp Daniel with 50 campers at most, and you show up and sing them a concert. Yes. And I'm like, that that tells me the true heart of who you are. And so, man, that was just, it was just so cool. And, uh, and you would write music for happy life studios. And I mean, who are we? I mean, we're nothing, but we're out there trying to make a difference and that's what you want to do. And you have a heart and you put it out in your music. Incredibly. You need to check them out. James It's Koshin K O C I A N. But tell me about a couple of your, of your hits on this, on this new project that you put out. It's called love will, right? Yes. Love will is the project name. Grudges won't let go of an old hurt Anger don't accept apologies Judgment don't listen to reason Hopelessness won't comfort the lonely But this one thing I know for sure this one thing I know for sure Love will Love will Love will Love will What goes deeper than the wound That I won't heal Love will Love will What always runs to a cry for help 
start. I mean, you put a bunch of songs together and made a project. I remember when you came to Camp Dan, you did Love Will, and it's really cool, you know, um, uh, and you're singing Love Will, but there's a guy in the back of the room, I don't know if you heard him <laughs> up, but we all know who Larry is. In fact, all yeah. summer at Camp Long, he'll just be singing um, Hava Nagila Hava, <laughs> and all I have to do is anywhere around the, the campground, I start singing it really loud, and next thing I'm going to hear him on the other side of the campground re- repeating it with me. Yes. He's so cool, but you would sing Love Will, and he'd go, Love Will, <laughs> I mean, and he sounded like Bob Seger, man. It was so cool, and, and you know he didn't necessarily know that you you don't do that, but it was so cool that he was singing a duet with you, honestly. And yes. last week when he wasn't there for the last week of camp, you had a bunch of people in the back copying that as you were singing the Love Will, and it just sounded so cool. So Love Will is basically you know you you got that you read a book once by Bob Goff, right? The whole yeah. Love Does, Love right? Does, right? And I'm and, like, uh, I love that title, and um, it might be a little too close for me to take his title, right. And say Love Does, and the concept of the book is different than the concept of the song, but just those two words together, I was just thinking about it, and I thought. Oh, love love does all these different things, but love will. Yeah. And then I just, to set it up, I thought about what anger doesn't do and judgment and hopelessness wow. and pride and jealousy and impatience and selfishness. So I describe what all of those things won't do, but love will. Yeah. So grudges won't let go of an old hurt, but love will. Love will. Anger, and I love that. Yeah. Anger doesn't accept apologies, but love will. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because we use love as a noun, but love is also a verb. That's it. And love ain't worth anything if it's just a noun, in exactly. my opinion. To That's say good. I love you, but when I do it with my actions and show you I forgive, I I comfort, I encourage, I mean, that's where the money is. So love will. You have This Changes Everything. That was a song that you wrote for the, the convention. What was that about? Um, yeah, just the, just that Jesus really changes everything, mm. that he's with us, that what he did for us, what he's doing for us, and what he will do. You know, that by grace we're saved. Right. That changes everything. Does, that I don't it? have to work to try to, to try to balance the scales because there's nothing I can do to balance the scales. It's, it's so out of balance. You'll never pay him back. Are you going to pay him back for that? But he, he's the, the inventor of love will, you know? That's it. Exactly. So the whole project really came about because of this changes everything, this opportunity. But I thought to sing in front of 31,000 people, I, I should probably have something available. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did. And you got some sick merchandise. And we'll put, if you go to jamescotion.com, you'll you'll see that stuff. And you'll, we'll leave the, the stuff on the show notes. If you guys even read the show notes, I'm not, I'm not sure. To everyone who's ever felt invisible. And to those who don't fit in wherever you go There's a place I've found that celebrates diversity Whatever your ability in God's kingdom He loves us equally
I'd like to talk about, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about um, One Day. Yes. Now, One Day, when you came, you've only performed that a few times. I have, yes. Um, and you said that of all, you know, you've been writing songs for about 30 years or so. Yes. Right? Yep. You started when you were five, I think. That's right. right. That right? Yeah. In the womb, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. So, um, but you said that this was one of the hardest songs that you've ever written, mm-hmm. and you've only performed it a few times. In fact, I think Camp Daniel was one of the first times it was. that you actually performed it at it. It was. Um, and when you performed it, it just, it, I just sat there and wept. Like, I could feel your pain through that song. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So the song one day, um, let me just give you a little backstory. Um, when I write songs now, when I became more of a professional songwriter, rather than just, I would write a song when I felt inspired. Um, I had to recalibrate how I think about songs. So, um, I think about them not just in a melodic or in a word way, but in a way that connects with me first, you know, that's true to me, that's honest, yeah. but also with a singular message that will land with people and what emotion do I want people to feel? And so as a writer, that's my job is to not make it so ambiguous yeah. as to just allow it to be whatever it is because then people won't feel anything, but to tell them this is a happy moment or a sad moment or a, um introspective moment, whatever. Sure. And so I say all that to say um, with one day I st- – I didn't consider any of that, and I just said, I want to write a song that um, is the most vulnerable song that I've ever written. And boy, is it ever. Yeah, and what's interesting about it is, to me, these are all the, not all, but all the the pivotal moments in my life that things that have happened to me that have profoundly affected me, and um, some in, in, well, all in very challenging ways, and all that are still affecting me to this day. So, um, I mean, it got real. Yeah. You're not talking, you stubbed your toe. You're not talking (laughs) about someone hurt your feelings. You're talking about some real stuff. I'm talking about the real stuff. So when I was 13 years old, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes and I thought I was going to die. And one of my greatest sorrows at that, at that moment was I will have die. I I will die having never kissed a girl. Wow. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. That's a 13 year old boy's mind right right there. there. Like, oh, what a shame. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and here I am, you know, three decades later and still, still living. Still haven't kissed a girl. Well, I'm hoping soon. (laughs) (laughs) So, um. So, but it's been a real struggle and I, I haven't talked about it being a struggle really because I've tried to put a positive spin on it. But the truth is, is it's really hard and it's very brittle and my blood sugars fluctuate a lot. And, and you have to have something connected to your body at I all do. times. I'm right? on the insulin pump yeah. and it's taught me a lot about being resilient, but it's really hard to get up most days. Wow. And like, I really just don't even remember what it feels like to feel good. Wow. So the opening line of the song is one day, the sickness that I struggle with today will be gone like a distant memory mm. one day. And when I sing the song, I, I tell people that these are the things that have happened to me. And maybe you can relate with some of it, or maybe you can relate with all of it or possibly even none of it. But regardless, we all have a one day. Yeah. We all have something that we're struggling with, or yeah. usually many things. Maybe it's relationships yeah. or whatever. But in this song, I cover that. And then um, before our son Nate was born, um, we lost a baby. And so I th- talked about that. And that's wow. the first time I ever talked about that in a song. Wow. And then a couple years back, I lost my niece to depression. Yeah. And um, that really deeply and profoundly affected me. 
and still does. And um, so <clears throat> I talk about that, and then I talk about addiction as well. And then I also talk about disability in, in my son, Nate, in the bridge. So, you know, I, I deal with, like, such a wide spectrum of of things that... But it's all pain. Yeah, it's all it's hard Confusion, stuff. Confusion, what all is hard going stuff. on? That's right. God, why did this happen? That's it. All the, the, the real humanity That's right. of life in one song. That's have you it. ever gotten through that without... Breaking never. down yet? I have never. I've never even listened to it without breaking down yet. Uh. <laughs> and Nate, it's like is one of his favorite songs. So he's like, Dad, play it's so sweet. Again. Yeah, play, play this music. I'm like, I can't handle it. I gotta give my heart a break here. Tell the listeners a story about when he finally figured out. Yeah. So we were driving up to Camp Daniel, which is just a little over an hour north of where we live. And um, we were listening to the music. And... Um, there's a section in the song that says, One day my son will run to Jesus on his own. His wheelchair won't be needed anymore. One day. And um, when I said, One day my son will run to Jesus on his own, he said, Dad, that's me. And he just identified himself in the song. Wow. And, I, you know, I'm thinking, I got to sing this song in a half an hour and I'm bawling like a baby right now. Like, why are we doing this? But he he feels in every time the song comes on he'll say it again, Dad. That's, that's me. Song. But he feels proud, like yeah. he's got a big smile on his face, yeah. like I'm in your song. I love it. Yeah. So that was so real, and I want to thank you for getting vulnerable like that to all of us. And every time you sang it, every week you came back up and did another concert and a, and a, a time of just hanging out with Jesus and singing to Jesus and hugging each other and man when you sing at camp daniel and you're telling them your story about them you want to talk about a group of people that are neglected by a lot of people and rejected by a lot of people and know what pain and suffering is and yet they've learned how to handle that just like you said in that song you know happy life isn't about getting rid of negative things from happening to us it's mm. about getting and keeping happy no matter what the circumstance is and that's the struggle of of being happy and and we tend to think that that happiness means well i got to get rid of the bad and increase the good then i can be happy but but then that happiness isn't based upon something that's solid it's based upon circumstances and circumstances are going to come and circumstances are going to go and um i like loved what you said to the the guys at camp daniel the campers there that last week and you just kept talking about your problem but you kept coming back to two words you remember what those two words were you kept saying but it's okay. It's okay. You know, I struggle with an insulin pump on my, but it's okay. And it was like, I wish I could take us all to that room. That's why I keep wanting people to come to Happy Life is to come to Camp Daniel and, and catch what we're really talking when we talk about Happy Life. But um, you could feel their pain, but they were relating with you going, I get it. But it was weird because you could feel the pain, but you also could feel the comfort mm. at the same time. I mean, it was just at one point, I didn't even know what to speak. I just sat there in front of everybody while we you were playing in the background. I just said, can we just feel this for a little bit? Because it was just a beautiful moment. And I think when we get real with each other, when we find someone that we can talk about our struggles with and our hurts with and our pain with, and then they can share theirs and we can just mourn together, mm. be sad together. I said this in one of our small groups that the only thing worse than you know being in pain is being in pain alone. But when you're in pain together, at one point we had our whole guy small group just talking about life and how tough it was. And we just mourned together. But there was some comfort like, it's okay. Mm. It's okay. And I'm here to tell you that no matter what you're going through today, it's okay. I know it's tough. 
I know it probably wasn't fair. I know you probably didn't do anything to deserve that. I, I, I understand that. I get that. I know that. And I'm not trying to placate that at all, but I'm telling you, it's going to be okay. And I remember when one of our campers in the small group was, was struggling with something, and another camper got up in the middle of the small group, wasn't even told to. He just, on his own, got up, and the small group's going on around him. He just gets up and walks over to the other guy and says, can I hug you? And he picked him up, and he just hugged him. And you could hear both of them together saying, it's going to be okay, buddy. Patting each other on the back, it's going to be okay, buddy. And I'm just bawling, (laughs) watching the whole thing, going, this is beautiful. And there's something beautiful about sharing each other's pain because then we get to share in each other's happy as well. And it just draws us closer together. Wow. You're amazing. You're the amazing one. You know, like, I mean, it's funny because on Friday I didn't realize that I kept saying that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't I didn't realize that. And when you pointed that out, it, it really affected me. But there was somebody that came up to me after it was all done. Because what was happening on Thursday and Friday was I lost my voice entirely. And I had a infection, a viral infection that attacked my throat. And I woke up Friday morning and I couldn't talk and I couldn't sing. Well, I tried to. And I sang it. Oh, you sang fine. Yeah, it was horrible. Like it was Not so just- bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did a lot of throat coat and honey and a lot of, yeah. you know, just limp through it and a lot of sharing. And um, somebody named Kira came up to me after the concert and she said, I've always loved your music, but um, I really think you should keep writing songs like one day mm-hmm. because um, I really understand that. I really feel that. And um, it's beautiful music. And that's who you are as an artist. Wow. And I was like, ah. Oh. Like it was just like she just breathed this hope and this life into me that, you know, um, that we connect in weakness. Right. I mean, we don't connect in strength. If I tell you about all my great stuff, like we can't we're like we're in a contest then, you know. Right. But if I tell you, man, I'm I'm struggling with this, like I I don't feel good and I'm struggling with unforgiveness and I struggle with shame and I struggle with regret in my life and. Um, and all those negative things yeah. turn into something so beautiful when we share them. Yes. But when we hoard them, we keep them inside. We could become like those guys on the TV show, the hoarders. We start hoarding all the hurt mm. and all the pain. And now all we have is a little path to get to our kitchen, a little path to get to our bedroom because wow. we've been hoarding all this pain. But when we let that out and share that with other people, yeah. boy, there's some cleansing that happens. From that There's just healing that comes from that. There's just health that comes from that. And there's just beauty that comes from that. So I want to thank you for being so open and so vulnerable. And I've got another favor to ask. Do you think it'd be yeah. okay if we into this podcast and we normally end it with Jimmy Durante's make someone happy and you'll be happy too because I love the message of that but would it be okay if we just ended this podcast with we went out with your one day song I would love to. I would love that, too. And I, I think Happy Lifers, uh, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, once again, you can buy James Music on you ha- on Apple, right? Yep, iTunes, I- SoundCloud, Oliver, Amazon. Okay. Everywhere. Search James Koshin, J-A-M-E-S-K-O-C-I-A-N. They go to .com. I imagine they can find everything from your webpage, right? They sure can. And they can buy the songs from there. And I'm telling you, you, you want to get these songs, they will, they'll touch your heart, man. They're, they're powerful things and powerful songs. And uh, they're beautiful, James. And I want to thank you for being the artist that you are, for fighting through the things that you've done, the things that have happened to you, as well as the mistakes that you've made. And you're here, still here standing today. And in my opinion, that is the definition of a happy life. So thank you so much, James, for the lives that you touch. Thanks for having me. And it's been a pleasure to partner with you this summer. I've loved it. I love singing in front of 30. 31,000 people and I love singing in front of Camp Daniel and being partnering with yeah. you 
and it was an honor, and it was a blessing, and it was a highlight of my summer. So thank you guys so much. One day, the sickness that I struggle with today will be gone like a distant memory. One day, one day, I'll get to hold my precious baby who I never got the chance to meet before she met you. One day, every sorrow, every tear, every stain and scar I bear will be wiped away one day. I'll be healed and finally free from all the burdens holding me. There will be no struggling or pain. One day I'll see my niece free of depression. She lost her fight and left me heartbroken. I'll hear her laugh. Hold a hand again one day The addiction that my sister struggles with Will forever lose its devastating grip One day Every sorrow, every tear Every stain and scar I bear Wiped away one day. I'll be healed and finally free from all the burdens holding me. There will be no struggling or pain. I'll on this life I'll see how you were by my side One day your plans will all make sense and I'll understand I'll understand One day My son will run to Jesus on his own His wheelchair won't be needed anymore One day One day Every sorrow, every tear Every stain and scar I bear Will be wiped away
one day